Letter 7. Whirlwind. What should be September 29th, but is October 1st. Dear Anna and Christina, I am writing to you from a week ago your time, right after I listened to Anna's episode. I realized that this week was going to get a tad hectic, so I'm writing my thoughts to you now. Is it a form of procrastination? <laughs> of course. Anna, as I was listening to your soft voice from miles away and peeling two honking sweet potatoes, I couldn't help but feel so incredibly proud of you. Please don't minimize your first year of college because crew tied you down. You navigated so many things outside and because of it. Flying 1,512 and a half miles to pursue your education is no small feat, my friend, and not many people can do it. I'm serious. And yeah, you're from a farm. Instead of having a childhood full of memories waiting for city transit, you were driving around in an old pickup truck with your friend hanging out the window or driving down country roads, sticking ourselves out of sunroofs and embracing the midnight stars with open arms. Not to romanticize it, it was definitely dangerous and ridiculous, but you have an entirely unique batch of experiences. Those didn't stop piling into your bucket when you got to college. You were a part of a hardcore sports team. You rode on rivers I've never heard of. You've watched suns rise like the ancient Egyptians would. You've pushed yourself to succeed more than anyone I know. And you've got a hold on your life, Anna. I promise you, more than you give yourself credit for. It's one of the reasons why you are so precious to me. It's because you are fearless without having to be brave and patient without having to wait. And your life is constantly diversifying, growing and changing in ways none of us even realize yet. Air quotes, no plan is maybe good because if you can't see your plan, it means you're already in the thick of experiencing it. Anyway, uh, I have since seared my sweet potatoes and kale with a little bit of garlic and water and honey and eaten a bowl and put the other half in the fridge and created so much smoke I could have sworn the alarms would go off, but I survived it. Now I really am procrastinating. Today I filled out my independent project commitment form for my final in my communication and creativity class. I'm going to be producing a music video to the song Quiet by Milk. Christina, it kind of follows a bit of what you were saying in your last episode about womanhood and such. The video's goal is to capture the reality a lot of women live in uh, of not being like taken seriously or being made feel small, made to feel small, if you know what I'm going for. It's going to follow four storylines. One is of a woman grappling with making her way in a male-dominated profession. Another is grappling with body image and mental health. The third grapples with her creativity not being taken seriously. And the fourth shows a woman grappling with the news of a pregnancy. Side note, I recently walked past a pro-life table selling onesies that said, my mom didn't ask for help. And I just have to ask, no matter your position in this debate, why would it ever be bad for someone, no matter their gender or sex or anything, to ask for help, especially when it comes to bearing a, another freaking human being. I, I just couldn't handle it, but the project, it's going to be hard and I hope it doesn't fall flat on its face. This also means though that I need four people to be in it. Lucy said she would, Lexi said she would. I wanna ask someone in the theater department who dances and I wonder what she would say, but 
then I need to ask someone to play the mental health slash body image character. And I know this doesn't need to be done until the end of the semester, but I do want some shots with the trees the way they are now. They're turning and they're beautiful. This kind of makes me want to talk to you guys about all of my other creative projects that are going on right now. So I will. Christina, Anna mentioned a food truck blurb. Here's more info. For my interdisciplinary studies and honors program capstone projects, I'm going to write a musical. It's going to be about two big themes, food truck culture and homeless single motherhood. I know. <laughs> I have started researching food truck festivals to visit, which might be the way I have to do my ethnographic research, but ideally, I would love to tour around in a food truck to the places they go for a while, maybe work in one. It's totally anthropology, but it would be so fascinating. I have all these questions about how to start a food truck, how to maintain a food truck, why do people start food trucks? Why do people keep going to food trucks? Like, you know, like, it, it's wild, but... The best friend I have made at college so far besides Lucy is Katie. She is the director of my major, my professor, and though not technically my advisor, I consider her to be my advisor because she imparts great advice, bounces ideas back and forth with me, and is an amazingly kind, hilarious person that I want to be like when I grow up. She has bounced ideas with me on this topic, and she is very excited and has a lot of faith behind it. I just have to connect to the right people, and I think I can do that. And I'm freaking excited about it. The motherhood part of the project would be done, I hope, at least, with a professor of my Educating the Human Brain class. I just talked to her about it today, and she loves the idea. I'm going to meet with her soon. I got to email her, which reminds me, I'm going to do that after this. Cool. Okay, here we go. We go down to the Steve O'Neill apartments for that class and work with the families there that are in transitional housing. Folks living there have to have been considered homeless three times within the past four years upon applying to move in. These families have been through things I could never imagine, and you have to be a family to live there. This means the mass population of the Steve O'Neill apartments are women and their children. I have spurred up this character in my head who doesn't have a name yet, who got pregnant when she was a teenager, was kicked out of her house and living off the streets for the entirety of her pregnancy until she was moved into transitional housing by maybe a social worker, a kind of person on the street, a police officer incident, a hospital worker. I haven't flushed out her details at all yet, but a woman at Sona made the comment the other day when I was there helping take family photos that she would rather be back on the street than living there anymore, and she's lived there for four years. Not because the facilities were unsuitable by any means, they're wonderful, but because she felt comfortable there. She felt a stronger sense of control over her life when she was living in the streets. And while that statement is heartbreaking, here is a person who has made the road their home, like literally, and I think that's something that I can really play with uh, when I'm looking at, at the parallels between the food truck industry and, and, and culture and, you know, how people live off of that. And, and this woman who maybe travels around, uh, in this food truck, uh, I'm just babbling now, but my characters, my character must have felt the same during the months she lived there, like caring for her unborn child. So during her time in transitional housing, I think she saved up enough money to get on her own feet and invests in a food truck. What kind of food truck? <laughs> Beats me, but I assume she makes a recipe that, a recipe that has made 
a deeply rooted meaning to her, something that feels like home. For me, it would be my grandma's cheese ball, which you both have enjoyed. I don't think you could sustain a food truck making cheese ball, which is unfortunate. Um, but this woman has had one recipe, at least, affect her life so much that she makes a food truck out of it and totes her daughter around the country to different food truck festivals and hotspots. This is my food truck idea, and I have a long way to go until I even begin to understand all the different kinds of lives that would be living in this musical's world. But it'd be pretty darn amazing, don't you think? So. I'm going to run it by my primary and consulting advisors, get their questions and feedback, then really start digging digging in. In other creative projects, uh, I have been writing a crap ton of short stories for my professor Katie in my writing fiction class, and I have found myself only able to write from experiences in my life. There are so many, you know, like uniquely bound to be written about, and I want to get them all down on paper and organize them, hopefully one day, into a book. It's a very gradual process, but... One that I think that can happen within the bounds of my education for now, which is extremely convenient. Um, in other news, I am the programmer for the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, and this coming weekend we have tech, which is why I don't think I will have time to write this to you both then. Um, I have to be an MPAC from 11 to 11, both Saturday and Sunday, so wish me luck. I am also stage managing for Stage 2's uh, show Bucket List, which is more of a project because it is like going to be a compilation of folks uh, with their audition pieces and um, it's like a chance for them to showcast a scene or song or monologue that is on their bucket list. Um, it's going to be an amazingly fun project and I'm really excited to work with the two women that are the directors. I think they're super sweet people and I'll learn a lot from them. I also get to work on dramaturgy pieces I've committed to this school year, Machinal and Dead Man's Cell Phone. I haven't done much for these yet, but I have to <laughs> soon. I'll keep you updated, but also update, present me talking to you now. I had my first production meeting this morning and I am freaking psyched for Machinal. I am researching about a ton of artistic movements such as surrealism and expressionism and finding really fascinating things. I am so in love with theater after this weekend, guys. It's just where I'm meant to be, you know? Like, where is a better place? This is somewhere you can tell stories and feel present and ask important questions and build relationships and meaning. It's beautiful and inspiring and for me, it's home. Um, I'm also taking a master class for writing 10-minute plays from a former UMD student who is the co-founder of a Twin Cities theater company called Yellow Tree Theater. She is a playwright and essayist, and I also asked her if I could interview her for one of my professional communication assignments, which are to interview two people who have jobs you want when you're older. I also asked Tom Isbell. He is a professor here at UMD. He is an author, actor, artistic director, and playwright. Look him up. He's pretty cool. And I've never introduced myself to him before asking if I could interview him, so that's gonna be fun. <laughs> that's Thursday. Wish me luck for that too. Present me talking. You don't have to do that anymore. I did it. It went well, I think. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> 
But for the class, I am working on two 10-minute plays to hopefully submit to the KCACTF competition thingy. I don't really know what it is, but I'm going to try submitting the one-act version of Screen Split in there just for funsies. If it's allowed, being Cole has like graduated or whatever, but I think our conditions will allow us. I need to ask, though. Ugh. Thinking about all of these things is a lot, and I should stop, because it doesn't really include a lot of my homework, as well as my RA stuff, and also the volunteering I'm doing down at the Duluth YMCA. I'm going to be the communications assistant for their developmental director, who also happens to be an artistic director and designer for some of the Duluth theaters. So, boom! Connections. Pretty cool. Uh, yep. Yep. So there's an update from me. Uh, sorry I was the first one who posted late. This is present day Naomi talking now. Um, this weekend was insane. RA-wise, people fell absolutely apart and it was so difficult to deal with, but that's all I can say about that. Um, I spent 35 hours in the theater this weekend working on Spelling Bee and absolutely loved it. I, I even got to, I, oh, Guys, I even got an offer to design the lighting for an episode in Danceworks in December. I am starting to really love it here. I think I'm fitting in. I just need to get more involved. I need to get better at making friends. <laughs> Slowly, I'm doing it. I really need those strong connections up here too because right now I feel like my life is being held together by the strands of technology and it's more draining than anything else I've ever experienced. Not only that, I've been having a lot of doubts. A lot of doubts that I need to seriously consider things about. And that makes me feel guilty. Some of these feelings I'm having, I feel guilty for feeling and it hurts a lot. And it's confusing and frustrating, but I don't know what to do about it. Anyway, I hope all is well with you too. I miss you so much and think that one day looking back and listening to these podcasts will be a great experience, which reminds me of another creative project. Anna, your mom gave me the idea to write a play where it is the three of us or characterized versions of us looking back on our lives and connecting about them, commenting about them. Um, it's an interesting idea and I really do want to play with it eventually. <laughs> I got to get to the point where I start looking behind me more than I look ahead. Or maybe I should just look around. That's probably the best idea. Sending love, Naomi.